is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey, guess what? Rocky's shaking his little bells um, down below us. This is episode number 125, you guys. That means we're probably at like 135. I never imagined that I would have this many episodes. And guess what? We're not stopping. However, I have some things to share with you. So today is the last episode of 2020. I know many of you are ready to kick 2020 to the effing curb. You're tired of it. You're ready for it to move on. And I wish I could say that 2021 is going to be different. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. You know what I think it depends on? It depends on you. It depends on me. If Oprah asked me what I know for sure, first of all, I'd have a list of like 200 things long. But one of them that comes to mind right now is there is stuff I cannot control and things that I can control. And it is really tempting and easy for the unconscious mind to get into the things that we cannot control. And I'm, I'm tired of that. <laughs> Are you? Um, we all have seasons. We have seasons of rest. We have seasons of doing. We have seasons of pain and suffering. And I through, and y'all know if you've listened to these other episodes that I really am slowing down and slowing down has helped me plow through and sometimes sludge through discomfort. But I am reminded, I am reminded of the question, who do I want to be? How do I want to create my life? What do I want my life to be like that I can control? How do I want to think about the world, no matter how the world shows up? And so today, I wanted to remind you that two things. One, just because January 1st is a few days away, it can mean something big, or it doesn't have to mean anything big. And traditionally, it is a really good time to stop and do some reflections Excuse me. So the first question I have for you as you approach 2021, that's what it is. My brain didn't want to say it. As you approach it, who do you want to be? My favorite self-leadership question, one of my favorite coaching questions, and one of the questions I ask, um, I have a couple of girlfriends that have gone through some really difficult circumstantial stuff this year. And, you know, I wish that I had the power to take away death. I'm not God. And um, I wish that I had the power to make assholes not be assholes. But I like to help myself, my clients, and my friends who are willing to redirect as who do you want to be in this situation? 
And I don't mean as in all up perfect, but what kind of person do you want to be as you, as you experience this difficult circumstance? So that's one. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be no matter what happens with COVID? Who do you want to be going forward in your life? And who do you want to be in your business? The second one I want to ask, and this is so fun, so shout out to Elise, uh, who does the sound producing of my podcast. I was sharing some things with her about our plan for the next um, few episodes, and I said something about like, who is this woman who is batching? I know, y'all, I'm actually changing my habits. I'm changing my behavior, and I batched the last three or four episodes, and I'm batching a few more. And I was like, who is this batching lady? Who is this habits lady? There are parts of my being, (laughs) talk about who do you want to be? I don't think I ever sat down and said, you know, I want to be somebody who does habits. And my habits and some of my behaviors, if I want to be a woman who allows high-level help, then sometimes I change my behaviors to allow for that high-level help. So Elise was like, this was one of your years of becoming, wasn't it? And so I want to ask you to contemplate and journal, who are you becoming? This one sometimes gets my clients because they're like, what are you talking about? And so I'm going to tell this story. I've probably told it again. Um, I've told it multiple times, once on the podcast, and I know I told it this morning on a coaching session. When I, so every year I do this event called Camp Star Heart. Some of you have been, some of you have not been. And the first year, like the goal was just to pull it off. I totally was financially upside down, but I'd never done a live event. I'd done retreats, but not like a full on at a hotel, pay for the room event. And it was often a struggle for me. I forgot how much I loved the event because selling it and planning it was so stressful. And then I did year two. And then year three. Year three, I allowed a little bit more help. Not tons more help, but a little bit more help. And in the room were a handful of my longtime clients plus some new people. And I don't remember how it came up, but one of my clients looked at me and said, Frank Sinatra doesn't move pianos. And at that time in my business, I was not only Allison Crow leading Camp Starheart, I was chief piano mover. And so I was stealing from myself by not hiring and allowing people to help me shine in my gifts. And I decided right then and there on the spot that I would, for once and all, overcome my aversion to having help. Um, I And I would say, I'm becoming a woman who allows high-level help. I'm pretty sure we have a couple of episodes about that around here. And so what's fun is as I look up, it's not an off-on switch, right? I'm still constantly having to deal with discomfort, how to relate and communicate with people, how to respect other people's communication boundaries, how to um, respond when things aren't actually created the way I thought that they would be created or wanted and learning how to communicate. It's an ongoing process to learn how to manage, delegate, hire, work with a team. But who... 
am, you know, saying to myself, I'm becoming a woman who allows high level help gave me permission to not be there yet. Because if I said that May, a year and a half ago, I am a woman who allows high level help, it wouldn't have felt true. So I love this word becoming. And so I want you to think about who you want to be at the end of 2021. Maybe it's something you want to have accomplished. Maybe it's a skill you want to master, right? So for example, sales. I know I already am a master at sales. Maybe you want to become a master at sales. Maybe you want to become the person like one of the things I'm in process right now is I'm becoming a woman who loves and finds creativity in the kitchen and cooking, Right? I'm not quite there yet, but I'm also not kitchen averse anymore either. So I want you to think about who you want to be. What do you want to accomplish, have, or be in your personality at the end of this year? What is that future version of yourself? What is her brain state in December 2021? And then I want you to bring it back to now, December 27th, or shortly thereafter when you're listening to this. Who are you becoming? Who are you becoming? Oh, so that's question number two. <clears throat> to become that person, <laughs> what will you let go of? What will you let go of? What is getting in your way of becoming that person? So I know a lot of the becoming that I want to do and that is valuable to me is who I'm becoming in my own mind and in my thinking. A lot of my becoming is not just external. A lot of it is internal. Like I want to become somebody who sees that most circumstances are really neutral. I am becoming somebody who really honors and feels her difficult feeling and moves through them powerfully and quickly. I am becoming somebody who, um, you know, this is the wrong way to say it because I like to say things in the forward thinking way. Like I just don't get triggered anymore. I, you know, I'm becoming someone who's not really triggered. I, I see clearly both other and self. And so I told y'all earlier this year, like I was in the middle of feeling miserable about politics, election, COVID, all this malarkey. And I asked myself a question, what would I, if I weren't thinking about all this, what would I be thinking about? And so I had to let go of some things. And one of those for me was taking Facebook off my phone. I'm not going to lie. I snuck over Thanksgiving and put it back on. But do you know that since I have had Facebook back on my phone, I read less. And so it's interesting as an experiment, instead of judging myself and saying, oh, I couldn't do the habit, I just am noticing how the habits I do engage in affect the habits I really want to engage in. So I'm giving myself permission to engage in habits I want and let go of habits that do not serve me. The other thing I want to ask you uh, to contemplate is what will you stand in? What will you stake a claim for, for yourself right now? I know we can, you know, take this out into the world. My coach asked me, what do I want to be known for? And that question was really challenging when she first brought it up. What do you want to be known for? And of course, like all the altruistic things come for, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, 
And the thing is, all that's already handled. That's already handled. Um, It's already in process. I know I've made a difference. I know I help people. I know that I have loved. I also know that I've been a complete asshole at times and broken a few hearts along the way. Um, I know that I've screwed up. But, you know, I feel really proud of the legacy. Sometimes I don't know that women, maybe women do care about legacy. I've not really thought about legacy Um, in a concrete form. But I do think about, you know, this question, she said, what do you want to be known for? And that felt really intimidating because I felt like if I were choosing something, I would have to let go of something. And as we began to talk it out, verbal processing, I'm a big believer in verbal processing. I do it, clearly. I learn a lot from opening my beautiful big mouth. I, we had come up with, you know, I I was really starting to feel my ambition again. And she asked me to write some content and to think about and research and study ambition. And I couldn't bring ambition to the table without bringing authenticity. And authenticity is a big part of my journey. I remember being on a panel and sharing something authentic and vulnerable at the time And mind you, this is 2009, so it wasn't cool or popular to be authentic and vulnerable in the coaching world and in the business world. In fact, my boss looked at me like I had just slaughtered a lamb on the table uh, in front of us at this event. And I had shared that I struggled with depression. And those of you who've been following me for a while, um, a wonderful young woman reached out to me recently and she said, I just, I remember a breakdown you had a long time ago and it just gave me permission. And, and I, I'm not just talking about the vulnerability parts. I'm just, I, I was born without a filter. <laughs> I just, maybe it's a natural gift. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's my excruciating need to be um, liked. And so if I don't have a filter, you'll know real quick if you don't like me. <laughs> But what will you stand for? And so I began tossing around those words, ambition. You know, ambition is not something I knew from a young age that I was interested in. It was unexpected ambition. But I also knew that in my journey of business, one of the greatest personal development journeys of my life and will continue to be, is that I knew there needed to be more human leaders out there. I need, knew that there needed to be more leaders out there who were willing to show behind the curtain. That authenticity, that your ambition without authenticity is lying to your audience. I had a client ask me a, a coaching question today about uh, something, she's in the launch phase of her business and something that was reasonable or not reasonable. And She's been in a coaching program with a high-level coach. I know many people who've worked with this woman. Um, and frankly, the message is, you know, referring to the message last week that sometimes this shit happens really quickly. It doesn't always happen really quickly. And I think there's some certain elements that she's been handed a load of bullshit. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Let me get to back to that last question. What will you stand in? What will you stand for? And I'm coming up with authenticity and ambition, um, authentic and ambitious. That's what I help people do. I realized that. It was like, it's not new. I'm not choosing something new. But if I could pick two words that help my 
clients understand the work that I do, they would be authentic and ambitious. And so guess what, you guys? It's almost January 1st, which is, why not? Let's make some changes. Let's change the name of the podcast to Authentic and Ambitious with Allison Crow. And so we're going to keep having the same kind of conversations. I'm just narrowing in and putting a flag in the ground for being known for somebody who helps ambitious people authentically keep soul and success in their business and life. And I do that through deep coaching, strategy, communicating, uh, community, podcasting. Um, I'm doing it through writing a book and apparently losing my voice. So much for batching today, eh? (laughs) Yeah, so we are um, not necessarily doing a total brand overhaul, but on your podcast players... We won't be looking for the Better Life, Better Work show anymore. We will be looking for Authentic and Ambitious with Allison Crow. And with that, I would love to hear what your version of authenticity is and what ambition means to you. We had an amazing session in Soli's last week where we had an entire session on bring the words that trigger you. Sometimes authenticity can be a trigger. Sometimes ambition can be a trigger. And what I want to know, I know what these words mean to me, and I will probably be talking about them off and on for a couple of years, if not more. But I want to know what they mean to you. What is your best and highest version of authenticity? And what are your ambitions? If you are listening, you are probably not just a daydreamer. You're probably a little bit of a doer. And so I want to give you permission as we over at Allison Crow and team begin to make some shifts and some upgrades in life and business. We are doing, um, we are going to be doing better show notes for you guys. Um, I have hired uncommonly more Stacy and Callie. So I'm going to give some shout outs to them. I'm actually going to create some new intros and outros for the podcast, but I just want to acknowledge my team, Stacy Harris with uncommonly more and Callie Orr with uncommonly more are my marketing team and my writing team and Callie is going to be doing show notes much better than I have been doing them lately. And then I also want to shout out to Elise, who is my master sound um, engineer and producer. And I also want to encourage you to possibly look Elise up. She will be in the show notes. She makes some beautiful music mixes of her own out in the world. She is an established DJ and creator in the world of high vibes and music. And so we're going to be making some upgrades because I ask myself those questions. Who do I want to be? Who am I becoming? What do I need to let go of? What will I stand in? And so... With that, I want to give you permission to do things differently in 2021. You don't have to look over your shoulder and have regrets, shame, blame, or guilt, no matter what happened in 2020. But I want to encourage you to lovingly create, hold a vision for, and then begin to cultivate one step at a time for 2021. I look forward to being on this journey with you. 
and I will see you in the new year. Hey, as of the recording of this episode, the membership for Soulful Success uh, is open. You can go to coachwithallison.com if you want me to be your coach and you want to be in an amazing community of other ambitious and authentic small business owners, come into the room and hang out with us. Immerse yourself in our community of connection, of coaching for life and business. I promise you will love being a part of the Solis Coaching Group. You can do that at uh, www.coachwithallison.com. And we would love to have you. Doors are open until January 11th. To become a member, it's month to month. There are no long-term commitments, but it is at a reasonable fee so that you can begin investing in other levels of your business. Really strategic about this pricing because I don't want you to spend all your money on deep coaching. I want you to spend money on soulful success so that you can come and get the spot on the spot coaching and community that you need. And then I want you to be able to go out and use the rest of your cash flow for leveraging high level help in your business so that you can grow and expand into achievement phase and beyond. So once again, um, I would love to see you at the Soulful Success uh, community. We call them Soulies for short. Thank you for bearing with me as I totally lost my voice doing this podcast today. I love and appreciate you. And with that, I'm going to just take a little moment in honor of the Better Life, Better Work show and all of her 125 episodes plus guests and replays. And I'm going to thank Better Life, Better Work for being really good to me. It's still a mantra in my life that more is not better, better is better. We are just becoming even more authentic and ambitious in 2021. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better, better is better.